Hey Coffee Breakers, please note that this episode contains graphic details, talk about suicide, and other things that might be disturbing to some listeners. So please proceed with caution and take care of yourself. And as always, ask for help. I'm AC. And I'm Scully. And we are on a coffee break today discussing the Unsolved Mystery Season 3, Episode 1, Mystery at Mile Marker 45. Um, so I watched this, uh, Unsolved Mysteries episode a few weeks ago now, um, actually before we even decided to start a podcast. Yeah. And this case has stuck with me and I'm going to be honest with you, it has about drove me insane. Um. You've done a lot of research. (laughs) I've done a lot of research. I have been literally in the woods with this one. Um. So, but I do want to say that Scully has not seen the documentary. I asked her not to watch it so we can just get her honest impressions. Um, but also, I want my our coffee breakers to know, Scully already knows, that I am not an investigator, okay, by trade, just by hobby. <laughs> um, my education is in psychology, my both my bachelor's and my master's, yeah. and my career has been law enforcement adjacent, yeah. but not investigator. <laughs> Perhaps have missed a calling. Maybe, but I'm just not good at talking to people directly. I'm very awkward. I can make it awkward real quick. <laughs> and um, as you know, we said on a, a, a different episode of Take a Copy of Break and Chill. I'm kind of mean, so probably not missed a calling. Um, so anyway. Scully, I'm going to tell you the basics of this case, and then we're going to get your opinion. Um, So this is going to be two parts. So this is Tiffany Valiente, part one. Um, Tiffany Valiente was an 18-year-old girl. She was a daughter. She was a sister and an athlete. And she was a resident of Mays Landing, New Jersey. And in 2015, the population of Mays Landing was around 1,900 people. So, not big. No. Not, yeah, pretty small. Um, She graduated from Oak Crest High School in June of 2015. And she had been accepted to Mercy College in New York and received a scholarship to play volleyball as a starter. So, So she's good. She's really good. Yeah, she's 6'2". And very athletic. Um, And she was scheduled to start college in August of 2015. That term, fall term. um, So she was the youngest daughter to Diane and uh, Stephen Valente. Tiffany was a surprise baby. She was born in March of, I believe, 97, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And she had two half-sisters from her mother, who were older than her. So for basically the last 10 years of her life, she was alone in the home, kind of only child vibe, definitely baby vibe. Oh, for sure. Um, So where I'm really going to start this story is on the day of July 12th, 2015. Now, um, I did go through Tiffany's Tumblr. Okay. I am not creepy. I am (laughs) not a stalker. But I did go through Tiffany's Tumblr because I was trying to get a feel for Tiffany, okay? Okay, for those like me, (laughs) what is Tumblr? It's a social media site. I don't know anything other than that. Okay. 
It's just, I know you had said something that's like you can post. You can, it's, it's kind of like a Facebook and a Twitter combined. So you can post your original thoughts and ideas. Okay. Or you can retweet, or not retweet, but repost. Okay. I don't know what it's called. So I'm showing my age a little bit too. I don't know. I don't have a Tumblr. I didn't either, but I was just so people listening, if they don't know, right. <laughs> have a general idea. It's a social media site. So I did try to look at her Facebook, and I could see all of her profile pictures, mm-hmm. but her actual profile is set to private. Yeah. And Instagram as well. And there might be other social medias out there that she was on that I'm too old to know about. <laughs> I don't know of any other ones. I don't know either. Um, the only reason I know about Tumblr is because I was actually listening to Grim podcast about this case. Mm-hmm. Um, and they mentioned her Tumblr. So when they mentioned her Tumblr, I was like, oh, yeah. So I went and looked at her Tumblr as well. I'm going to kind of review with you guys a little bit of what she posted that day. Um, so, just so everybody knows, Tiffany came out as a lesbian to her family in early of 2015, and she started dating a girl. And they broke up Friday before the 12th, so the 10th. Okay. Okay. Um, so a lot of Tiffany's social media posts was very much like, um, I'm low-key, I'm low-key, everything you need, you just dumb right now. That was a repost, it was a meme. It was, um, I just want to be the one you can't stop thinking about. Again, it was a meme she reposted. She reposted a meme of, maybe I'm just hard to love. Stuff like that. There was some funny, cute stuff in there, too. Like, she had posted a meme of some kittens. Mm-hmm. And um, she had also, like, beach pictures and backpacks and shoes. A teenager's mind. Teenager's mind, absolutely. You know, the random, oh, oh this is cool, this is cool, this is cool, this is cool. I feel this. Like, yeah, I feel that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know. Um, she also posted a song that was called... In- Infinity, I believe, and I did. I wasn't familiar with the song, so I, I played it, and um, it was very much a song about heartbreak and love and that kind of stuff. Um, I didn't see anything on Tiffany's Tumblr that made me concerned about the state of her mental health. Okay, and that is coming from. My experience. And you know what my experience is, but nobody else does, so it doesn't really matter. But if I had found something concerning, I could say, this is concerning and this is why. Yeah, so she made no overt, blatant, any kind of... No, 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 no. Um, So, this posting goes on from like 12 a.m. to like 3 a.m. And then there's a break, and then she starts posting again around 12 p.m. And she steadily is posting, reposting kind of things. She does take some selfies. And she's like, I'm I'm kind of feeling myself. And in the selfies, her hair is down, curly, and dark. She's in a black t-shirt with the word huff on the pocket of it. I think it's the right side. Okay. Um, and jean shorts that are very light in color, like almost white 
with denim, beige, white, slash white, slide-on shoes, and a blue anklet um, around her left ankle. She's also got some bracelets on, too. Um, so, oh, she continues posting until about 9.05 p.m., and that's the last post to Tumblr, all right? On what day? On July 12th, 2015. So during some of this time that she was on Tumblr, um, she was at her uncle's home, which was located across the street and slightly to the left. Okay. Um, and she was at her uncle's house because her cousin had recently graduated from high school and they were having this like huge graduation party for her. So cars everywhere, just hanging out. So, around 9.15, Diane, her mother, received a call from one of Tiffany's friends. Um, the friend said, hey, I need to speak with you and about something concerning Tiffany. So, I'm about to pull up at your house. So, Diane walks across the street. Her husband comes with her, Stephen. Um... According to the Unsolved Mysteries documentary, Diane um, met with this friend. Friend is telling her, hey, Tiffany took my credit card and spent about $300. You know, I didn't tell her she could use it. Like, there's some stuff going down. So, Diane calls Tiffany, who's still at the party, and she walks across the street. Um... And she, Tiffany denies using the credit card to her friend and her friend's mother. She flat denies, I didn't do it, you know. Um, and Diane tells her friend that there's no reason for her to have used her card because she has one of her own. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole conversation lasted less than 10 minutes and the friend and their mother left around 924. Okay. <laughs> At that time, Tiffany and her mother started looking through Tiffany's car Okay, to see if they could find the card. Um, and Diane caught Tiffany sliding the card into her back pocket. Busted, you know. Um, Diane confronted Tiffany, um, and Tiffany admitted that, yeah, she had used the card, but it wasn't for $300. It was more like $86. Um, and Tiffany, from what... All the research that I have done often served as like a designated driver. So Tiffany was like, yeah, we used her card that night, but she gave us permission to use her card. She was just drunk and don't remember, essentially. Don't know how true that is, you know. We don't know if the friend is trying to cover her own tail to say that Tiffany did it. Right, or if she's in trouble. Right. Or if Tiffany actually did it. I will say that Tiffany did work. She worked at a local Wawa. Now, for our listeners that have no idea what a Wawa is, it is essentially a QT, a quick trip. It's just northern version of that, basically, from the research that I've done. Um, Bougie gas station. Bougie gas station, yes. (laughs) Um, But we like them. I love a QT. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I would like to go to a Wawa now. I want to go to a Bucky's. Yeah. <laughs> That's completely off topic, but I really want to check out a Bucky's. <laughs> right. I've never been to a Bucky's either, so. Um, I did have Bucky's fudge, though. 
So how? Uh, my mother-in-law had taken a trip to Tennessee, and she stopped at a Bucky's and brought uh, my SO some fudge, and he was kind enough to share. Was it good? Yeah, it was all right. Okay. It was eh, too thick for me. Does that make sense? It's too dry for fudge for me. But it also had been transported a long way and stuck in the fridge for a while. It wasn't fresh fudge as it was when she bought it. So it might be great right out of the box. I don't know. And I don't need to be eating fudge anyway. <laughs> Diabetic. Uh, <laughs> so Diane, back to the story. So Diane chastised Tiffany and told her she was going to go get her father. Now, 924 to where we are now is about 927-ish. Okay. So she, Diane goes in the house to get um, her father. And when they come back on, out, Tiffany's gone. Nowhere to be seen. They were not in the house long. So they start looking for her, calling her name, looking for yeah. her. They go back over, they check in, you know, where she's at. So finally, they was like, oh, we have deer cameras. So they went and checked the images. Tiffany was seen walking down the driveway, except for at this point, she had put her hair up and had a white hairband over it and kind of like a messy bun, but exact same clothes at about, no, exactly 9.28 p.m. Is time stamped on the picture. Um, when Steve and Diane came out, it's 9.29 p.m. And she's gone. She's gone. One minute. One, literally one minute. But even if it's two minutes, it's two minutes, right? Yeah. So, not a long time. Um... So they're trying to find her. Of course they're trying to find her. And a, a lot has been said about the, like, why did they panic? You know, you know, if there wasn't anything wrong, why did they panic about the fact that they couldn't find her right then? Well, they were looking for her. They were mad. They wanted to deal with it. Like, I would have started looking too, 100%. Well, I mean, if they thought she took off just because she's, she's mad too, like... Right. Yeah. So, and one thing that I saw was a man from Australia actually had kind of enhanced the picture and he says that you can see a face also in the camera like toward where Tiffany's looking because she's looking off to like the left mm -hmm. maybe my eyes are just bad I cannot see this in any picture that I have seen I tried to enhance the picture myself but I don't know what I'm doing I have zero capabilities for like picture enhancement and like all she's that she's walking to someone it's, it looks like she's walking down the driveway and she's looking over to the left. Like, almost like somebody called her name. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so she's like, just walking. Like, her body's facing this way, but her head's turned this way. Okay. <laughs> so, and nobody knows. Body's facing forward, head turned to the left. Um, so, at this point... The family is going over to the party. They're calling her friends. Hey, you seen Tiffany? Like, you know, she took off. Um, or we can't find her. So the family started looking for her on foot, by car, and quad bike or ATVs. From what I can understand, a quad bike and an ATV are very similar. Um, the family called friends. One of the friends that they called is the friend that came over earlier and was upset about the credit card. 
That friend came back to the home along with two other. Do we know when that was? Do not know when it was. Cannot find that information out. I'm going to continue to ask. And hopefully by the time we do part two of this, I will have that information. Okay. I do not know the time frame. Okay. I can tell you this. They started looking for Tiffany at 929. By midnight, they had filed a missing persons report. So, sometime in that time frame. Okay. Um, but the friend came back also with two other females that knew Tiffany. And now we're getting into the part of the sad part of the story. Tiffany was struck by a New Jersey transit train, number 4693, which I want to put was an unscheduled train. Okay? This train had been sent to rescue another train that had broken down further down the tracks mm -hmm. to rescue their passengers at between 1107 and 1116. I don't know. I've seen it reported anywhere in between this time and I don't know the exact time. So between 1107 and 1116 PM, Tiffany was struck by the train. How far is that from her house? It's about four miles. Um, one hour, 39 minutes from the 11.07 point was how long she was gone. One hour and 39 minutes. Now, <laughs> is it possible to walk four, hour, uh, four miles in one hour and 39 minutes? Yes. I mean, me and you can walk one mile in about three or less. We're not athletic. Or, <laughs> you know, I'll be honest. I'm not athletic in my younger days. Not today. So, but we can do it. So, mm -hmm. for me, this athlete could absolutely co <clears throat> cover that distance. Yeah, probably with time to spare, honestly. Depending on if she's jogging or whatever. Whatever. Now, what I've looked at pictures and what I can't understand is where she just disappeared to in one minute. Because. Had to be a vehicle. That's where I go because. It had to be a vehicle. There is no other way. And if there's a party across the street, I'm sure there's people coming and going. So it could have very well been that she was walking down her driveway. Somebody was leaving that knew her, hollered, and she was like, hey, give me a ride. Such and such. And got in the car with... Right. Whoever. Whomever. And took she off. knew. Yeah. I, I do think she knew them. But yeah. it had to be a car. Because in one minute, even if she... Even if she was booking it. I've looked at these satellite images. Like, there's no way she can get out of eyesight in one minute. That was going to be my other question. Is it like... I mean, she'd go hide behind a tree. But here's the thing. Tiffany is deathly afraid of the dark. She was diagnosed with nyctophobia, which essentially darkness causes her panic attacks. It's debilitating to her. Hmm. So she's not going to be... Like she has an actual... She has an actual thing. Not just like... The dark creeps me out. No, I can't breathe. Like, and this was well known by her friends, her family, even her coaches knew this about Tiffany. So it's not like she's walking in the woods by herself at night. It, it's nighttime. Yeah. She's not doing that. That's interesting. It's very interesting. It's terrifying. Because I don't see her don't see her walking off maybe she was walking back to the party or maybe someone hollered for her 
But she's not going to go just walk in the woods and hide from them. No. Like, to get out of sight. No. Without a light. You know? I mean, she's just not. Not when you're that deathly afraid of the mm-hmm. dark. Um, so, the preliminary incident report written by the student engineer at 11.40 p.m. She was struck between 11.07 and 11.16. I'm not sure, sure the exact time. It's been reported different times. States that the train consisted of four cars. And the train was traveling from Philadelphia 30th Street Station to Atlantic City. The last station passed before the occurrence was Egg Harbor City Station. And the next station scheduled was Absecon. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, but whatever. The approximate speed of the train was 80 miles per hour. According to the student engineer, they used all appliances such as headlights, horn, bell and auxiliary lights the weather was clear and nighttime the location of train and impact was right on top of the trespasser is how they're describing tiffany um the actions taken was to blow the horn ring the bell and put the train into emergency brake application it states that the trespasser dove right in front of the train in an east-to-west direction. Only witnesses was both engineers, student and senior, is what that preliminary incident report states. It's weird. (laughs) It's very weird. It's very, very weird. Um, Is this the area that she was struck? Is it lit? No. Absolutely zero light. Okay. And in fact, according to records, there was cloud cover that night. There's no moonlight. Or maybe it intermittent, but it wouldn't be enough Midwest, for like, somebody's oh, terrified right. of the dark. So I have absolutely Google Earth this. All right. I, again, deep dive. Deep, deep, deep dive. Probably to an unhealthy point at this point. But it's wooded. This yeah. area, I know, <laughs> I, um, said it was rural. It's not rural in the way that we think about rural, as in dirt roads and gravel roads. Mm-hmm. And it, But it's compact. Like, there's major businesses around. But it's wooded. Like, it's a very wooded area. Okay. Um, so, I don't know. This case is dri- drove me crazy. I know a lot more details about this case, but yeah. right now, given the information that I've told you, do you think that it's possible that Tiffany Valente dove in front of the train and committed suicide? I mean, it's possible. I don't personally go there. And why not? Well, it just doesn't make sense that it, I'm not say a child. I know she was 18, but to me, that's still a it's child. a child. Keep a going. A child would, I get, they get upset and like definitely feel a certain type of way, but I don't see her suddenly being able to conquer this debilitating, debilitating fear she has because she's upset this one night. I just don't see that. Right. So the fact that she just walked off somewhere, I, I believe that party People in and out, somebody she knew, maybe she hitched a ride to go meet up with somebody else, and 
What if I told you, oh, I forgot to tell you this, because it's going to be in our next episode, but I will tell you this, um, Tiffany's family found her phone in the driveway, at the end of the driveway, in the bushes, or in the brush, so she didn't even have a phone to illuminate. Yeah. It, it just doesn't, it's not adding to me. It's not adding it's not adding to me, and no. I am still doing research on this case, and next week, I will have everything else for you guys. So, we're going to pick up off from this, what the engineer said, mm-hmm. and we're going to go into what the family was doing the entire time she was gone, okay. up until they find out about what happened, which is a lot later than when she was actually hit by a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Um... And then we're going to break down all the forensics in the case and everything else that I have possibly found out, I will be sharing with you, Scully, and you, Coffee Breakers. So this, I guess, is a teaser episode. And Tip of the Iceberg. Tip of the Iceberg episode. And the reason it's not in a complete like all one episode is because I want to more than anything else do this ch- case justice. Um, because you you've been talking about it like I've heard bits and pieces not not to the level I don't know, you know as much but you've been talking about this case since you watched, <laughs> watched it. it and I want to say I watched it right around Christmas break like it's been a while because like, you really we started this podcast on the sixth. And honestly, it was kind of like part of my inspiration to want to start this pod is to honestly get her story out there. I mean, granted, we don't have a huge following. So, but if one person hears it and decides, hey, something's not right, I want to look into it. Or even if you do think it's suicide, it's fine. Like, yeah, I personally don't think it's suicide. But I'm trying to approach it in a non-biased manner. Yeah. But I will say this. Tiffany's family has a petition on change.org that if you go watch the documentary, do your own research, and feel so compelled to put your inform- to sign that petition, please do. I've signed the petition, and I'm still, I'm giving away, like, even more details, but this was ruled a suicide from the medical examiner less than 24 hours from the time she was struck by that train. And all the family wants is for it to be classified as undetermined. And there's so much support documentation that I have for that. And I'm going to go over all of it with you. Um, so everybody can kind of draw their own conclusion. Yeah. Um, as to what they think. But also, if you want to get involved, I absolutely believe in the power of the people. <laughs> Scully will tell you, AC is a believer. Yeah. I think that if you're loud enough, if you show enough, you, um, if you're united enough and loud enough, things can change. And I think this is one of those cases. Not that this is the only case out there like that, but this is one of those cases that needs the power of the people that need some help. And that family needs some answers. 
Even if it comes out after a proper investigation is done that she did commit suicide, that family deserves to know that. You know, I always go beyond a reasonable doubt. That's our burden of proof in our justice system. Mm -hmm. I feel like it should be our burden of proof when we're declaring a suicide too. I agree. You know, so I don't think it's fair for any family to be told it's a suicide, write it off, and no investigation be done. Or very little. And is that because of what they said? The, and they being the conductors or engineers or whatever? Yes. Yeah, so, I, I firmly believe that the medical examiner just took this statement. That trespasser dove in front of the train. I hate they call her a trespasser. I mean, I, I get it because it's trespassing on the tracks or whatever. But right. It's just... It... it it's, yeah. Yeah, I don't like it either. But, um, actually, this is just the first statement given. The student engineer goes on to give two additional statements after the case is ruled a suicide. And I'll get into those Why would they take additional statements after? I don't know why they took it. I think it was um, the transit kind of investigating what happened versus okay. law enforcement. Okay. Like, because New Jersey Transit actually has its own police department. And that's who was designated as jurisdictional. Like, this is your problem. Yeah. This body was on your tracks. So you've got to figure out what it is. Okay. And from what I can understand, and I've heard this so many times, it makes me sick. The New Jersey Transit Police Department is not equipped, or it's not in their wheelhouse to do murder investigations or suspicious death investigations. And... I don't know. Like, I'm going to have to look that up. I'm going to have to look that Please look that up and you tell me what you find out because <laughs> you're law enforcement. Like, yeah. that's where I go. You're a police department. Like, you should have crime scene, crime scene one-on-one. Like, what if somebody kills somebody in your train? You can't tell me that's never happened or it will never happen. Like, yeah. you know, so what, you, you don't know how to, you know, I got, I got cameras, I guess, but... I don't, I don't know. I just, I I don't like that excuse. To me, it's not okay for any law enforcement to be like, no, I don't know how to investigate a murder. Or I don't know how to secure a crime scene. Like, I don't think that's okay. Like. I don't know. I mean, if that's not what you're. I mean. I'm, like, I'm trying to think about it for our different departments. Like, in our state. Like, we have all the different sex. Like, is it. You know. So you know somebody who works for transport. Right. So let's say they pull over this truck and they find a body. Yeah. Do they know how to secure that scene or would they secure that scene? I would assume so. Like at least if nothing else, secure it for someone else to come and investigate it. Right. Now, I, and maybe that's a situation that they just didn't do here. Like, I don't know. But when I go into the details of how poorly this scene was conducted. Yeah. It, it makes you sick. It absolutely makes you sick. And that's part two? That's part two. Part two will drop on Wednesday. So. It's going to be a doozy, I think. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot longer than this one. So, settle up. Like, saddle up. Get your coffee. Get your snacks. Put your <laughs> headphones in. Yes. This is going to be a long one. Um, But... 
again, um, if you enjoy listening to us, please like and review us. Um, share us on your socials. You can find us on all the socials. You can find us on Facebook at Take a Coffee Break and Chill Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Coffee Take a, <laughs> and also on TikTok at Take a Coffee Break and Chill. Right. Yep. Um, so still no YouTube channel. Uh, maybe one day we'll work on that. Still no website. Still working on that. Um, so we will. Get back with you next week about Tiffany Valiente. In between, y'all look it up. Because I really want to know what you guys think. I want to know if I am the only crazy person out here that's like, nah, what? (laughs) (laughs) I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. But anyway, thanks for taking a break with us. 